Welcome to After Hours, Conversations for Music Educators, presented by Amro Music. This is where we share ideas and work towards solutions to better serve your students. In this episode, Nick Averwater checks in with Lisa Steele-McDonald, Director of Vertical Marketing for Yamaha. Lisa will have the latest information about ESSER funds and what is still available to music programs, and she'll also share some other resources available to band directors from Yamaha. Hello, everyone, and welcome to After Hours Conversations for Music Educators. Today, I am checking in with Lisa Steele McDonald. Now, if that's a name that you recognize, it's because Lisa's been on the show multiple times with us from Yamaha. And today, we're going to be checking in, hearing about what's going on at Yamaha that educators need to know about. So, Lisa, welcome back to After Hours. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. It's good to see you. Now, if you hear a little bit of background noise as well, we are here at the Hilton at the Summer NAM Show in Nashville, Tennessee. So you might catch a little bit of that in today's interview. But I'm excited to sit down with Lisa and just hear what's going on. So, Lisa, there's a, still a lot of conversation about ESSER, and it's been a little while since we've talked about it on After Hours. Can you just fill in some of the gaps? Where are we with ESSER right now, and what can educators be doing? Sure. So um, as you know, the American Re- Recovery Plan was signed into law, and it is the largest funding of ESSER, uh, 10 times what ESSER 1 was. So for all of the districts that um, got funding in ESSER 1 and 2, they are really like the money is coming home now. And ESSER 2 is uh, being finalized. Most of the state plans are in or, or being approved right now. And over the next couple of months, we're going to be finishing ESSER 3. So it's a really important time for music teachers to be talking to their administrators about their needs, putting forth a plan that articulates how they are going to help students through the medium of music and not taking no for an answer. This is absolutely the time to keep knocking at the door and uh, finding a way in. Yeah. We're seeing some success stories from ESSER 1 and 2. What are some of the things that you all are seeing that's proving really beneficial and successful for educators right now? Well, definitely, definitely having a seat at the table. So every success story we've heard has had in common that someone was proactive in reaching out to their administrator. You know, the money didn't just fall into their laps. And that they were uh, really good at tying the state and district's agenda to their ask. So whether that is um, impacting students' uh, mental wellness or increasing, um, increasing return to school rates, tying music to those, those bigger goals has been really successful. And we're seeing it um, play out in so many different ways. So, you know, there are educators who are using ESSER funds to refurbish and sanitize district instruments when they have shared instruments. And we also have um, educators that are putting in hundreds of thousands of dollars of new instruments or building new facilities because their current facilities don't support social distancing. So it really runs the gamut. And I think that you really, as an educator, can't dream too big. You know, you can always scale down, but once you make the ask, it's really hard to scale up. So ask for what you need and and don't be afraid to kind of put it all on the line. Yeah, such good advice. And I think you're right. I mean, we're seeing success stories. I mean, who would have thought that a new band room or new orchestra classroom, but when you start to tie it in with the current HVAC requirements or what your band or orchestra classroom might have and if it's underserving the needs of your program or you can't get everybody in there with equipment, it's a great time to have a conversation. And, And we're certainly seeing some schools with with a lot of money that are able to take advantage of this opportunity right now. So 
and, and I, I hate that I didn't ask you this question first, but that's okay. For one of our educators that maybe this is the first time hearing about ESSER, can you just give us a couple of the quick bullet points about you know what this is and where this money might be coming from? Yeah, absolutely. So ESSER is the Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Fund. And it is a government funding that came out of the CARES Act, which is, you know, the COVID uh, recovery money. And it has come out in three tranches. So ESSER 1, ESSER 2, and ESSER 3. And the funds are basically given to the local school district. So they're, they're, they're managed by the LEA, the local education agency. And there's tremendous amount of flexibility and discretion on the part of the school district in how it's it's. Uh, doled out to the schools. It basically fits two categories. One is to address learning loss for our kids that have missed out on so much this last year. And two is to ensure the safe and healthy return of our kids to school. And that includes not only their physical safety, dealing with particulates and PPE and things like that, but also their mental wellness and their social emotional health um, as part of that return to school. Yeah. So, so again, the, the the usage is so broad and there's probably not an ask too big right now because all they can do is say no. And, and we're certainly seeing those success stories. But it seems like the success stories are for the ones that are proactive because, again, the decision's being made locally, but you've got to go request the money. It's not like it just shows up in your budget or anything like that. You've got to go out and hunt that money down and 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 advocate why it's important for your program for addressing the things that you just mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, even even if you don't get a yes the first time, and several people don't, don't stop going back. And we actually have even heard some success stories where teachers got their ask out there. They knew what they needed. They didn't get the ESSER funds. But because other departments got ESSER funds, they were able to reapportion those departments' budgets to the music program to then give them the $400,000 worth of instruments they asked for as part of ESSER. So if they hadn't have already put the ask in, if they hadn't have done the needs assessment, they never would have shifted the budget. It would have gone somewhere else. Yeah. And so you have to ask. That is exactly right. Now, I know Yamaha has been very involved with the ESSER stuff. What are some of the other resources right now that Yamaha is working on that can benefit educators over the next upcoming year? Well, as you know, Nick, because we, we talk about this all the time, we're really concerned about a strong recruitment season for fall, and we're really concerned about the double class of kids that are coming in, you know, in beginning band and making sure that those kids are supported. So we, we spent eight weeks on the post-pandemic planning guide with y'all. We still have all of the same um, recruitment resources available, which is like the welcome to band videos, which includes like an introduction to each of the categories, a welcome to orchestra video, which includes an introduction to each of the the string instruments and those are designed to be kids talking to kids about why they love music and not just about the music itself but why they find their tribe and why they find their friends and why music is home for them and those are available through your school music dealer and um, are available for any teacher to use on social in email with their parents and to show when they're doing instrument fittings or music recruitment um, assemblies. So we definitely want them to do that. We also still have the, the sole promotion out there for Choose Music. So for teachers who are looking for something that feels current and has Disney, you know, we still have those available. So you should absolutely reach out to your school music dealer for those as well. And then we're really focused on um, trying to pull together the best of what we're seeing out there. So uh, last year we did the 40 Under 40 program, and we're going to be repeating it again this year. And one of the things that came out of it, um, including some teachers in your area, is just so much creativity in recruitment and retention and people really thinking outside the box and doing a lot with a little. And we're really trying to make sure that we are bringing those stories to the surface so that other teachers can adapt them and, you know, do what we call a save as for their own district. Yeah. 
Absolutely love that. And and for those that are not a part of the Yamaha mailing list and, and follow the Music Educator Suite, I'd really encourage them to do so because there have been some wonderful success stories that have come out through the 40 Under 40 where you all have followed up with these educators and said, hey, let's go deeper. Tell us about what exactly you did that led to these successes we learned about through this awards. And there's some really great success stories. What have been some of the ones that you've been most inspired by? Yeah. So, um, and thank you so much. They're all on the YamahaEducatorSuite.com. And what we did is we, um, as you know, we got hundreds of nominations from across the country and we had a great time reading them. And there were so many people we wish we could have included that we didn't. But of the 40 that were chosen, we, we gave each of them the opportunity to do a case study. And, you know, gosh, it's hard to think of some favorites. One of my favorites is, um, a teacher who didn't like current inventory management and felt like it didn't serve her needs. So she went out and figured out how to code her own app for doing inventory management. And it worked so well for her that, you know, she told her friends about it and they were excited and she gave it to them. And it eventually became a revenue generator for her and her husband. It's, it's something they market now. And I just think that, you know, you're not always... Uh, constrained to the solutions that are on the shelf, right? Wow. You know, if you if you want it, build it. And, and, you know, if you as a band director have a need, there are thousands of other band directors out there that have the same need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are some of the things on the horizon right now that you're excited about and you want the educators to know about so that they can be a part of, of what's ahead? So one of the things that we're working on that I'm super excited about is coming out of kind of a little bit out of COVID, but also just out of the way that things are moving is we're seeing so much diversity in what music looks like in school these days. And virtual learning had a lot of teachers be very creative. You know, some teachers did music theory and some teachers were like, I don't want to do theory. I want to do something, you know, different and interesting. And I think it really opened the door for music programs and supervisors and administrators to be open to a greater variety. And so as part of that, one of the things that we've been working on for our Yamaha Master Educator Collective is we introduced um, master educators in the field of music business and entrepreneurship and keyboard pedagogy. And the music business thing, one of, the, one of our master educators, Stan Renard, who is out of Texas, he actually has this fantastic program where he partners with the high school and does a feeder music business program so that kids at the high school level are exposed to what a career in music would look like. So maybe they're in band, maybe they're in orchestra, they love music, but they don't want to be, you know, first chair clarinet at, at, at Boston. So they go and do like a... a sampler platter of what a life in music professionally could look like other than performance. Mm. And those kids, you know, get a great exposure to that. And then they have the ability to go into the music program at, at Stan's college and, and continue to pursue that. Well, one of the things that Stan did this year is he did a um, virtual seminar for any high school music teacher that was interested in introducing a music business program. And he got a great response. And I know he's, he's looking forward to being able to repeat it. And I think the idea of being able to tie career development and career training and CTE to music is like a really exciting thing that plays into so many of the agendas on the state boards of education for what they're looking for in curricula for their students. So I'm really excited about that. And then we are going to continue to work on supporting, you know, just the general broadening um, modern band mariachi, alternative forms of um, more diverse music in the classroom. And we're seeing a lot of that in um, people wanting to switch up the canon a little about what they're doing in their band program. So very exciting. 
Love it. Now, where can directors stay up to date with everything that you're working on, with what Yamaha is working on, and any of these projects that you just mentioned? If they want to visit us at YamahaEducatorSuite.com, that is the home of our blog, as well as kind of where we aggregate all the information on our suite of products and services to support educators. And on every single page, there's a sign up for our email newsletter. We send one out every two weeks. And I promise if you sign up, you're going to get notification of all these things as they become available. Great. And I would highly recommend educators to participate. I'm on that list and and the content is just wonderful. So, well, Lisa, thank thank you you so much for a few moments. It's just great to touch base and hear about what's going on at Yamaha and some of the things that may be of interest to educators both right now and on the horizon. Thank you so much, Nick. We're so grateful for the opportunity. Thanks. That's Lisa Steele McDonald from Yamaha talking to Nick Averwater at Summer NAM in Nashville. After Hours, Conversations for Music Educators is presented by Amro Music. This podcast features conversations with music educators who are finding innovative ways to teach their students and is produced by Nick Averwater, Emily McGee, and Joel Hurd in Memphis, Tennessee. You can hear and see more conversations at amromusic.com slash afterhours. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, here are two easy and fast ways you can support the After Hours show. First, your five-star review means a lot as it helps to boost us in the podcast rankings so that other music educators just like you can find us. Second, if you thought of someone that would enjoy this week's content and episode, hey, please share it with them so that they too can be a part of the After Hours community. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week.